0: Hey everyone, this is Jacob, a couple for you from Craft and Draft. Uh, We wanted to show you guys what you get when you support us on Patreon. We do bonus episodes every single month. We actually recorded this as a bonus, but we wanted you guys to experience what they're like. They're very specific episodes. Sometimes they're a little bit shorter like this one, and they're very pinpoint with people answering Questions or us answering questions that people ask, sorry. Um, and so if you want access to stuff like this, if you want to be able to listen to all of our other bonus episodes, which we have tons at this point, our bonus videos, bonus content, and so much more, join us over there on the Patreon. You can ask us questions, and we may just spend a whole episode like this answering your very specific questions. So hopefully you enjoy this, uh, regardless of if you decide to join us on Patreon. We'd love to have you over there, but if not, that is just Fine, keep listening to Craft and Draft. Thank you guys. We're having the biggest month ever of downloads. We really do appreciate your support. And if you want to make the support extra special, go to patreon.com slash Draft. That link is at craftanddraftworkshop.com. It is also in the body of this post. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a bonus episode of the Craft and Draft podcast. If you're hearing this, guess what? You're a Patreon supporter. Woohoo! You help us. You keep the lights on. I know it's not easy. We're all out here making those educator salaries, but we're doing our best and you guys really do help us. So let's give a shout out to you guys. That's Donna, Amanda, Matt, Jen, Lori, Hannah, Andrea, Tracy, Susan, Natalie, Lori, Destiny, Melissa, Carol, Courtney, Rebecca, Sarah, Amy, Mark, Leah, Brandy, and Alicia. Thank you guys. Uh, supporting the podcast. Like I said, we know it has not come easy, but we try to make it worth your while, um, with our busy schedules and everything else. Um, but let's get to it. We were, we're actually responding to, we posted, um, a comment. I'm sorry. We made a post on our Patreon page, August 30th. So a few weeks ago it said, how's your years going so far? Uh, Leah, commented about time management we made a whole episode about that with ChatGPT. if you haven't heard that go check it out uh and then rebecca commented about seven days ago so this is pretty fresh just about a week ago we're gonna answer her question for this bonus episode rebecca messages us mr Ochoa. she says it's been a challenge finding balance this year lots going on at home and school." I do have to say that Craft & Draft has inspired me to go all-in in in writing workshop. It's been inspiring to see students take ownership of their writing voices. This year, I have a reading class filled with kids who haven't read a book in years. I'm struggling to get buy-in from them to even choose a book that they want to read. We are using Achieve 3000 as a learning platform for this class, but I want students to find books they want to read before drilling them on learning platforms. Any thoughts on encouraging choice reading selections? Ms. Ochoa, she didn't clarify... What kind of class this is, or what grade she's teaching. But to me, it seems like if it's not a remedial reading class, then it's like one of those fake, re- like remedial classes where like all the kids just happen to be in there. And it's like, <laughs>
1: right. I've had a few of those where yeah. it just seems like they walk in and they go, oh, my gosh, how did you get all these kids? It's like, oh, I think it's the luck of the draw. Yeah. No. So
0: it's it's probably <laughs> one of those things, especially if uh, Achieve 3000 is being used. And for those who don't know mm-hmm. what Achieve 3000 is, um, we've never used it. It's a McGraw-Hill product, um, but we've never personally used it. But for those who are listening to this and are interested, um, the website says it's accelerated learning growth for all students. Um it is proven to double and even triple expected reading gains in a single school year. Well, why are we even podcasting if this program does everything we need to do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I think it's because I believe in choice. I think the thing about mm. that accelerated learner learning program is, is it gives them goals. And so sometimes the kids get excited about meeting the goals. The thing is, is is like she said here and drilling them on learning platforms. I think that's where the problem is, if you will. Mm -hmm. I mean, just because I can, I mean, if you, if you're taking a multiple choice test, you have what, what is it? A 25% if it's a four, four question uh, multiple choice, you at least get a 25% chance of getting it right. Mm -hmm. So even if you guess, and so you're not really a hundred percent sure. Plus, uh, I think I've proven to you that that I don't even have to read it and I can answer the questions. <laughs> if you remember that, I don't know if you remember that one time when we were in, uh, uh, in our office and you were like, can you really? I said, Oh, I can, I can answer them without ever even reading the passage. And you started asking me questions and I think I got almost all of them right. And good. I'm like, so but the thing is, I never even read it, but I could get them right. If you, you know, and so I think sometimes the accelerated learning type stuff, I mean, it, I think it does spur some kids on. I'm not saying that it's 100% bad. Um, I think I was telling you ahead of time that I, my children were in that program because that's what their class had made them do. And I know my youngest daughter, she always wanted to be better than everybody else. So she would read just to make sure she was at the top of the class when she got the stars. She wanted that she'd work really hard for stars. And so as a result, she did read a lot. Um, now, is she reading today? I, I can't really tell you. I think my other daughter's more of a reader and she had more choice. I know my son had all choice. He didn't have accelerated reading. He reads like crazy because he had workshop teachers. So I do think that, um, yeah, I think, I I just think choice is stronger in the long run, I think. So I think if you're, if you're going for short-term gain, you know, maybe the accelerated leader might be what you want, but I don't know if it's going to give you that long-term gain that they promise. I really don't know. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I,
0: it's no secret how I feel about all these programs. Yeah, I know. But if, If I'm being completely fair, I think they can have a place. I think they can serve a role in a school. I think where they go wrong 99% of the time is how a teacher uses them. Uh, Because what we've seen and what I think of when I think of these things isn't necessarily the program itself. It's you walk into a room, there are 19, 20 kids all sitting at the computer on their Chromebooks, on their laptops. No one's talking. No one's engaging. And the kids are just guessing their way through passages until they do the necessary amount of questions or the necessary amount of progress. And then that's their gold star. And then we say they've read better because they're answering more questions through a program while the teacher sits in the back of the corner, playing on their phone, doing email, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Teachers do that.
0: But have I, I don't seen think... I'm <laughs> have... Sorry.
1: I just can't believe you said that <laughs> were you in my class or something no I don't ever do that I'm yeah, just that's, teasing
0: that's how we bonded that I corrected it. you.
1: That is not how we found it. I corrected you. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Our, but I've seen teachers also a similar situation, but the kids are working on there, but that's their independent work. And then the teacher is doing guided reading with them in a small group, or they're doing close reading in a small group, or they're doing reading conferences in a small group. Now that is an elevated version of this, which I think should be, I think that's awesome. Um, I th- I think there's there's multiple ways to do this, right? There I think I mean it's it's the same thing with like to be fair, right? To <laughs> in the spirit of fairness, reading workshop can be done horribly too. We've walked into classrooms and yeah, kids are they have books, but they're not really doing anything. They're just kind of uh, staring at the pages Three of them are asleep Another one is pretending to read on their phone But they're really right. just on Instagram and flipping through it Like we, that can be done Bad too, right? So it's not necessarily mm-hmm. the program But program is a tool And that tool is used wrong It's like taking a hammer and then trying to go Uh, screw something into a wall. Like you you might be able to hammer it in, but if you're using the tool wrong, you're not going to get the right results that you need. Right. Right. Um, So with that all said, this, her, Rebecca's problem reminds me of a story. Can I, can I walk you through memory lane, Ochoa? Yes, yes, go ahead. Years ago, feels like a lifetime ago. ago. (laughs) (laughs) You and I worked together.
1: That was a lifetime ago.
0: (laughs) As, as coaches, And I got a classroom Uh, after about six weeks. I was like, Mm -hmm. I want, I want a classroom. I think it'd be cool to have a model class, blah, 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 blah. I get these 20 kids who are split pretty much into force. You have your low, low, medium, high, medium, high group of kids, uh, pretty much in those perfect little groups. And I, a lot of those kids, including the kids from the high groups really weren't readers Right. They were Mm -hmm. uh, like Rebecca's saying, they haven't read a book in years. They really hadn't had success. They had other teachers that really just didn't inspire any type of literacy function whatsoever. And it didn't matter how pretty my library is, how great the carpets were, how great the lighting was, how cozy, how much time I gave them. They struggled to self-select books. Do you remember what my solution was?
1: Your solution for that? Yeah. Do you remember well let's see
0: how good your memory is.
1: How good my memory is. Because
0: we planned well, this together. This was a problem that we addressed Did
1: together. we really? Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, am, I am a little older. I might not remember something. No,
0: stuff. <laughs> here we go.
1: Okay. I don't know. Here's here's what I'm remembering. Mm-hmm. Uh I know that um I, I pfft, I don't know. I know that we put them in groups. I know that I worked with a pair. I know that you kind of gave them books that were similar, maybe in theme, but they were at higher, different levels. Based on what they could and couldn't do. And I know that you went around and helped one group, but your lowest group came to me. Mm -hmm. And I know that we did more like a literature circle book club type of of thing with them am i even close yeah
0: you're right on so there was there was a <laughs> detail missing but that was yeah, that's well, essentially just, what happened
1: okay so tell me your well i didn't have to i didn't implement it other than i helped you and i guess yeah. i helped plan it but it's more probably just well, brainstorming because i i came to you with the same problem
0: i said ochoa mm-hmm. here's the thing i got what i wanted i got this class and boy, howdy, are they a hot mess, right? And so they I worked, on, beha- mess, I, I I worked so. on behavior first. And once I got them, you know, somewhat in a box <laughs> and controlled, <laughs> and I kind of got their buy-in a little bit, mm-hmm. um, then I was like, okay, so I got I to gotta, I gotta move forward with some things. And so what I did is I took what would be, I guess, a literature circle practice, um, mm-hmm. but I limited it. So once <laughs> I knew where all the kids were, I kind of split them up into their little groups, basically groups of four.
1: So how did you find out where they were? Like, what did you use real quick? I, I used a combination of things.
0: So we did, I uh, used it based on our screener data that took up like a third of the data that I was doing. Okay. Um, I had given them, I think maybe two different tests up to that point. Um, I had... So I had the test that I gave them. I had screener data. And then I had like reading conference data that I used. And okay. I basically kind of divided them up until then because some of them, and I remember this, some of their screeners were way off, but they were like a voracious reader. Okay. And so I wasn't going to put them in a lower <clears throat> group because they <clears throat> might be struggling with comprehension, but they like to read and want to read. They're just struggling with that piece. So I needed to kind of balance that out a little bit. But what I did Is they didn't know books, right? It's Rebecca's problem. She's like, I can't. I'm just putting books in front of them. They don't want to self-select. They don't have all of this. So I met myself in the middle and I said, all right. So with each group, I'm going to pick two books that I have enough copies of. Those two books are within their Lexile range, within their reading ability range. If you don't want to use Lexile. And then I gave them a choice between the two as a group. And so they voted. And so I sat with them and I basically, I had them. So I, I remember the day I did it, I had a lesson. I don't remember the lesson I did, but it was some lesson that they could work independently on. And then I called them up to my teacher table and I had the two books out and I basically book talked them both. And I said, y'all pick. And when they picked it, that became their literature circle book. And we moved on. I did it with all the groups. And what they did was, is it gave them a chance to choose. Within a controlled environment, it's very. They were all very high interest, right? It mm-hmm. was like uh, the one and only Ivan was in there, mind you. This was seventh grade, um, so it was it was a it was a lower group of kiddos. Uh, Florida Ulysses was there, which is a deceptively difficult book, in my opinion. Um, I th- but on the high end, I had Ayn Rand's Anthem, uh, which they ended up picking. Mm-hmm. I had the City of Ember in there, so I had a bunch mm-hmm. of. Uh, really high interest, really interesting books. All of them I had read. Um, and that's how I introduced that piece. And so, so do,
1: do but would you, do you have to read them to be able to do this? Would you have to read them first? Because sometimes no. new teachers haven't had a chance to read all this new stuff.
0: I don't think so. I think the teacher always has okay. advantage to do that. Um, it gives them more tools in their toolbox if they decide to do that. But I think if you're just reading ahead of them, then you're OK. Because what I was also doing is I didn't meet with them every day, but I met with them every week about their books. Okay. And so they were responsible for uh, this was kind of like the origin of craft and draft where they were kind of responsible for jotting down uh, their reading and everything else in their journals and just kind of going through that process. Um, but what it did is it allowed me to guide them through a novel and you guided that Mm -hmm. one group through the novel. It allowed us to talk about all the nuances, teach through it and everything, but they had that self-selecting experience and, uh, it got us through it to where once we finished, it was like, okay, so what was this process like? We kind of did that. And then I was, because of that, like it kind of bought them into more of this choice aspect, um, because we were still talking about that, right? That was like their book that they were reading with their group. But we would still go to the library every two weeks. I had books that I kept getting from my classroom library. And so as I was learning them, meeting with them, it just allowed me to hand them more things. And before you know it, they're independently reading. I have a post way – Rebecca, can probably go back to it. It's super old uh, on my Instagram. But I took a picture of that class. And it was like a rainy day, a lot like today in Texas. Um, But it was a rainy day. And we had read for like 20 minutes. And when we finished, they go, mr Chastain, can we keep reading? And I took a picture of it because it was this whole group of kids. They were all like on the carpet and they were all like legit reading and just in their books. And I posted and I said, you know, sometimes it's OK to give the kids more reading time. I was like, the lesson can wait. Right. It was something like that, yeah. some type of caption. Yeah. But that's what happens. And so I guess the moral of the story for Rebecca through all of that is I think if kids are just so resistant to choice, then... Limit your choice to encourage them and kind of teach them the process. Because in my experience, if kids are resistant to it, it's because they're not a strong reader. They don't have confidence. And honestly, if choice in a in a world of stuff you don't understand, it's hard. Right. Think about like something you've had to choose. You have no idea what you're doing. Right. The first time, like (laughs) like a jeep. Yeah. Right. Like your first time you have to buy a car <laughs> and you're like, what am I even thinking about? Like there's things after buying that Jeep, like I've learned and I right. am like, Man, "I didn't even take that into account when I was buying this. But now I know that because I'd never bought a car mm-hmm. before. But like I think about it like in workouts or diets. Right. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know anything about health. Right. I, I don't I just kind of hope that I'm doing decent. Um and so whenever I get the wild hair and I'm like, "You know what? I want to I want to learn how to eat better." And I start googling stuff. I'm like, "I don't even know where to start." So I'm just not going to choose it. I'm going to order taco bell tonight, right? Like that, <laughs> that <laughs> That's what like kids do. That. Kids that's go right. that's they true. might they, they might trust you and have that buy-in, <laughs> but then you're like, mm-hmm. "Okay, kids, here's a huge library. Go choose." And they're like, "I don't know what I'm doing." So they pick something they hate it and like, "All right, never
1: mind. Never going to be a reader again." That's true. That is that is true. Especially if they're already good in something else like math or something, you can't convince them Yeah, that reading will help them in the long run.
0: It's hard. And the older they are, ex- that process becomes exponentially more difficult, in my opinion.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think, too, that, um, you know, of course, you know me, I don't mind a whole class novel. <clears throat> and I've done that a few times. So sometimes I remember your, well, this this last year for me, I had a pretty rough group, because we heard, all through, I think you were my therapist all the way through the year that we were sharing. I think all of our topics came from my problems. But anyway, um, but I did have a group that was really difficult. But you know, after I read, we read um, The Outsiders with them as a group, there were several guys in there, boys that Hated reading and would tell you right up front, I hate you and I hate reading and I hate reading and that's why I hate you. You know what I mean? And so they didn't want to do anything. But after we read that book, they were like, "I'll never forget this one kid. He goes, he's a did not want to read. And part of it's because he was kind of low. You know what I mean? He's he was a low reader, so he'd never had success. But we read this together, which gave him success because it was his first full book to read all the way through. And he goes. A we're going to read another book like that I mean I need it and so then I used that moment when we went to the library to show him a few other books that were kind of similar you know what I mean that would be that I think he would like based on on that and um and so you know Adventure and things and so anyway he started reading a lot more because of that as a matter of fact he um I don't know how he did on the test because you know I, I retired so I don't know how my kids did but I when the, I know when the test was over, he came to me and goes, that was a lot easier than, than last year's. And I think it's all because we read that one book together as a group and he enjoyed the discussion. You know, I gave him just, you know, he was successful. And I think sometimes success breeds success. So, uh, I think what you did was successful. And then I think sometimes, you know, if we, if we pick, and then next time we maybe do the so, like, in other words, I guess what I'm thinking is you could do a whole novel first, even a short one. Doesn't have to be a real long one. Outsiders is not very long. I would make it short, but, but high interest. If it's a lower group, when I was in uh, at a school years earlier, a different school, but they gave me all the kids who failed the test. I had them. The whole class was full, and it was all boys, and I think I had one girl. I don't know why my voice is hoarse all of a sudden, but anyway, maybe that rain that just came through—I must have an allergy or something. But anyway, the um, so so I had they they all had failed every one of them, and I started with a an, a group a, a, a one a, a text a class text, and it was on my honor, uh, which is a very short short book. But it is huge in theme. I don't know. are you, are you familiar with that book? Yeah, on my honor. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like 100 the thing pages, is, right? yeah, it's not very long at all, so you could get it done quickly. And it's it's a little bit of a lower level, but but what it does is it's 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 about a if if you haven't read it, um, it's about a boy who promises his dad that he and his friend would not go to this dangerous uh, park to the cliffs. And instead, they end up going, uh, one dares the other, and they end up going there anyway, and they get into the river. And the friend who's all cocky that dares him ends up dying. But he's the one who told his dad on his honor he wouldn't do anything he was not supposed to do. So this whole entire book is about the fact that he gave his honor, and because he broke it, something tragic happened. And then how do you deal with that? I mean, the kids were mesmerized by that book and, 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 but really it, it talks about it's, it's huge in theme, you know, it's, it doesn't have a lot of action. It's a very simple plot, but it's so engaging because it's so difficult of a situation that the and it's about two guys, two friends, every everybody has gone and done something that they weren't supposed to. Sometimes it doesn't work out. And so what do you do? And so it really caused a lot of good interaction and discussion with my students. And then after that, I offered choice. So then maybe doing something what you just suggested, do the two books choice, right? And then you keep the readers that you're supposed to. So like, if you're still having to do the Achieve 3000, i um, thinking about Rebecca. So you can do all of that, but the, the, the 3000 could be something that they could do for extra credit. It could be something they could do um, on Fridays. It could be something you know, that they could do on their own, but they've done all this other. So the whole entire system in your classroom is not based on the Accelerated Learn Reader it's based on all this choice you're getting the kids hooked in and then now they have this third book which is off this learning platform uh maybe that's a way to to address it but that way you give choice and then you open it up the next time to maybe a few more books to choose from or open up the whole library and start choosing or let that be an option every time uh maybe after your second so I mean I would almost divide it up by unit doing something like that. I don't know. What what is your thought there? Yeah. I dig it. And it it, it honestly it reminded me of so my
0: uh I've done whole class novels as well. Um I think it's a good solution for a lot of things. Uh a, a slight alternative to that if she's in a place where they're like, You can't do whole class novels or you can't do this. Yes, or maybe which she just we've been there. Yeah, maybe she just mm-hmm. can't do it, doesn't want to do it. Okay. Uh, I think yeah. uh, a similar act that gets some of the same stuff done, but you'll get through a lot more things is when you like, if it's not going to be a part of your lesson, which I highly recommend it is, but if it's not going to be a part of your lesson, um, then you do like these short little passages. Um, oh, yeah. what, I, what I would do is pretty anything that I try to pull. I try to at least have a copy of that book somewhere. And so if we read a page or two of something, it's like, oh, you like this? You like this? Guess what? This book's right here. And then inevitably you start having kids go, oh, I want to read that. Mm -hmm. And so using that as almost like, hey, our mini lesson today is this excerpt from the city of Ember. Oh, my God. What happened? What? There's no electricity and they're running out or there's no light and they're running out of light bulbs. Oh, my God. Uh Guess what? what? Here's the book, right? I do love that book. It's pretty incredible. That is a it good book. It holds up, yeah. too. I reread it a few years ago and I was like, yeah, this it is. It does. The sequels, not so much, but the. But that
1: original book is really good.
0: Yeah, it's great. Um, it's kind of uh-huh. like The Giver, like that. It's just one of those <laughs> books that just it's just timeless, and it's written so well, and it's, it's amazing. Uh-huh. The Giver is another one, to, a great to, one to pull out. Um, but anyway, yeah. any of those books it doesn't matter what it is, right? The point is, is if you like, if you get one kid interested, that's a win, right? And then every once in a while, you'll hit one, and you'll be like, man, no one even cares about this. And you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to recommend that one. And then it'll be one you do, and like ten kids want to read it. And I think that is that's- such a That's a small way to do this because what you're combating, right? You have to think about this. What you're combating is however old they are, however many years they've been alive, where they just haven't had literacy around them. And so your classroom should be a place where they're being exposed to great engaging literature. They're being exposed to great teaching around that literature. They're being exposed in a not judgmental way that allows them to explore literature. How many books are actually around your room? Do you list the book talks you've done? Are you doing book talks? Are you doing read alouds? Are you pulling excerpts from stuff? Are are kids within proximity to books? If they're not, how are you fixing that problem? Uh, How judgmental are your grading practices that make them ashamed for not being a strong reader? That's one of the other things that are having a problem with these programs. Is that if you're teaching uh, older kids, they understand that they're reading at a really low level, and there's a self confidence issue with that. And so, if their only experience with reading is reading really low level, boring things, guess what? They're not going to want To do anymore, (laughs) they're not gonna want to read, they're definitely not gonna want to talk about their reading. Mm -hmm. Um, because even if they have the cool shtick about them, uh, there's a little bit of shame in that because they they know their kids aren't dumb, they know they should be reading better, they know they should be reading longer books. Um, they they play it up like they don't want to or can't or uh don't want to even be involved in that, but there is a piece of them. Um, and I've the reason I know that is because I've seen those kids turn into readers and all of a sudden they start talking,
1: yeah. No, that's true.
0: Where you take that tough kid who's like, I don't like to read. I'm going to read Amulet as an eighth grader. Cool, man. Amulet's great. Let's read it. Okay, you've read all eight. Now what are you going to do? Oh, now we're going to get you into something else. What is the first time you're reading and you're obsessed with Ender's Game? And it's going to take you six months to read that mammoth of a mid-grade novel. But guess what? You're powering through and now that's all you want to talk about? That is the magic of Mm -hmm. letting kids be... Uh, in a, a non judgmental space. And that's the risk we run when we put these programs in front of kids, is because the program is doing what? It is constantly judging you. That's the whole point of the program. It doesn't like say you're bad, it doesn't do that. But the program itself is constantly saying, This is where you're at. Now we're going to go here. And I think that great teaching has points of that. We have to judge where a person's at in order to move them forward. However, great teachers make it feel like it's just a part of the ecosystem, that they are growing as readers because that's what readers do, not because they have to, to pass.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, one of the things, your conversation is real important. And I think having those moments in the classroom where, where people in your class can talk about the books, Nancy Atwell talks in, in, uh, in the middle. Uh, She mentions that the literacy aspect of your classroom like if you if you go to a movie and it is like an Oscar winning movie you come out of that movie theater what are you going to be talking about at the next dinner that you're at you're going to be said hey did y'all see that movie and so what you want to do is have that same kind of movie talk if you will in your classroom but have it about books and so that would be another thing that you'd want to make sure that you can encourage and, and it doesn't have to be a big group. It can be just two pair. Okay. Today, both of you talk about what y'all been reading, talk about the favorite thing you've read or uh, talk about if you liked something that we read in class. I mean, you don't even have to, you can talk about the books that we're reading or the passages that you're reading. And maybe is there something else you want to read or whatever? So you can have those book talks in your room as well. And it can be not just one person in the whole class, standing up there i've seen that where they stand up and they give their book report or their book talk but they're so afraid another thing too is to you know when they do finish a book even if it is on that al they they can you know tell somebody about it If they want to, you can put them on video, things like that, where they make their own videos. You can have a place for that. Those are some things. But getting people to talk about the books and stuff they're reading, especially if they get excited about it, because if they're excited about it, word of mouth is probably one of the best ways to advertise. And if if my buddies over here reading a book and they're going on about it and then their other friend and I want to be a part of that group, guess what I'm going to do? I want to be cool, too. I'm going to be reading the book. So that could be another thing to kind of consider to kind of use use that as well. Even though you know, I think that's that's kind of a neat thing to do. Um, but another thing, like when you're talking about access to the libraries, you know me, I do a lot of picture books, and I put those picture books out uh, where the kids can can read them. So I have kids that sometimes will go over there and pick one of those books um there's been a few kids that um that, as a matter of fact I discovered that one kid really couldn't read because he had to come over and ask me words and they were in a picture book and the picture books are sophisticated because in order to in order to get the words that they, it's kind of like poetry it it's not very long so they're not they can't be very winded so they've got to get what they want to say So they're very, you know, purposeful and and poignant. And so, um, but anyway, I discovered, you know, he came over and I said, hey, well, let's let's read it together. And I discovered what he couldn't read. And part of it was because he was an English language learner. And so we went through and I helped him with some of those. And then uh, I said, hey, take this book home. Do you have brothers and sisters? He said, yes. I said, hey, why don't you check this book out from my library and take it and read it to your younger brothers and sisters? now that you understand it. And so I would have them check out like these, especially my, my English language learners, if they had younger siblings and stuff, I've, I've turned a lot of them. I, not me, but I mean, a lot of them became readers and they were better at their English because they would check out some of my picture books and share it with their, their little ones, their younger brothers and sisters. And so I would say, okay, now bring it back on whatever day it was. And then I'd say, tell me about how your experience was. So now they're talking not just about this, but I know that they read it because they're telling me how, you know, did your sister like it? Did she not like it? How did you do? Did you like reading it out loud? Here, let's get another book. And so they can't read those big huge novels but they're at least choosing books that they can read and guess what they start moving up and moving up and moving up because they're practicing so a lot of times if you can even take the i I tell my kids a lot of times if you really want to improve your reading you've got to read out loud especially these kids that are english language learners or the kids that are behind and i said find a younger brother and sister because especially in middle school i guarantee you when mom's at work especially in these uh like the areas that we have taught in this title one schools and things like that, those kids are going home and babysitting, right? I mean, a lot of them are. And so they're going home and doing that. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you do when you're babysitting your little four-year-old brother? Well, what if you read English to them? Okay. So, I mean, I can't tell you how many kids, the few years that I, I, even that first year that I taught with you, uh, we had a little girl, she had come up to Mister So Joe and my kid, my brother, do you have another book? Do you have another book? And so that's what we would do. And so I use, so I make sure on my bookshelf I have a variety of uh, level of books. And then I go over there and read them too. I'll pick them up and read them no matter what level, because I want them to see that it doesn't always have to be at the high level. No, they're going to, you have to make sure they have experience with the grade level because that's what they're going to be tested at. But, some of these kids, they got some gaps and, and you want them to still have choice. So I have a lot of options that and that's something I I did. And I, I felt like it was I felt like it brought success in some areas that otherwise wouldn't.
0: And I think that is it for this bonus episode, ladies and gentlemen. Rebecca, did we answer your question? That's the real question. Did we answer <laughs> so. your question? Let us know. Follow up. Send a, send a DM. Comment. We'll post this. Um, And then we'll be we looking out See if you have any other more Maybe this helps someone else I don't know If you're new to the Patreon And you're just now listening to this 20 years down the line I'm glad you're <laughs> enjoying the episode But <laughs> if you're enjoying it now Let's see uh, Hopefully this was useful you guys We we love doing the bonus Really just kind of pointed question stuff It's always fun to, to just take the gloves off So to speak And just hash out some some things. So maybe one of these ideas stuck with you. Maybe all of them did. Let us know if things increase. Anyone else have a question? Send it to us. We love talking to you guys. Uh, the more questions y'all send, honestly, the more that we have to talk about and go after. Otherwise, we're going to end up on tangents like we did last episode that just posted uh, on the 15th, all about rock and roll for
1: 17 minutes. Um, oh, ooh. speaking of mm. Dire Straits, I like Dire Straits as well. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> Look at that. This is why you can't trust us on
0: the microphones, ladies and gentlemen. But know that we are here for
1: you.